The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Yes, what's going on, people? Welcome back to What A Week, episode two of the Miles Bukowski podcast. It's your host here, it's your boy. Miles, we're here for another week, and we are about to break down another seven days in the world it's been a madness i want to say a massive shout out to everybody who actually listened to episode one and shared with me some of your stories and some of the madnesses you guys have endured my week hasn't been that bad apart from all the lifts in my block are broken so i'm doing out here doing the cardiovasculars every single day and they need to fix the lift asap because i can't be asked it's getting long now like my legs i had the leg day since the lockdown in what november and it's moving peak right now because my legs were burning when I was coming up the stairs with my shopping today. It weren't a good look. Apart from that, I've been blessed, you know. I've been calm. And that's that's how I want it, want it to be right now. Like, there's not really much to do. Right now, it's just about chilling, vibing, talking to you guys and seeing what nonsense is going on in the world. Now, I'm recording this on Sunday night and technically it's valentine's day i got reminded of that very very late i can't i can't even deal with that right now people be talking about happy valentine's day fab i just thought today was the 14th of february that whole concept of valentine's day lockdown has killed every single I, I, like people who know me quite well they know when it comes to romance and all that stuff, Miles ain't the guy that you go to. Miles ain't the romantic guy, you know what I mean? I'm not that guy that's gonna come through and serenade you, because I can't sing. I can talk, I can't sing. Singing is not there, it's deep. I used to, uh, let me tell you guys a quick fact, did it? Like back in the day, before I got this voice, I used to be in my church choir, yeah? Mum was a high, on the high notes. That died, <laughs> puberty came through and said no. No more singing, just talk fam, just talk, that's you. Talking is you. So you ain't getting no serenading from me. I buy a box of chocolates, I buy flowers on the 12th, so it's not inflated for the 13th or the 14th, or you can get them on the 15th. That's your choice, ladies, that is your choice. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought I'd break that down just in case, I'm using this for future reference, innit? Because now I know episode two, what a week on the podcast, I could just send it off to somebody and it is what it is. But that's besides the point. I want to recap last week as well before we move on to the stuff that happened this week. So on episode one of What A Week, 
We spoke about Lil Uzi Vert's $24 million diamond. We spoke about why Chip's album, in my opinion, was a big disappointment. And we spoke about Azealia Banks and her taxidermy madness with her cat. And the cat's name is Lucifer, by the way. I thought I forgot to mention that last week. So yeah, it just adds a bit more fuel to that crazy fire. But one of my uh, friends, right, decided to say that, you know, he was talking to a friend of his, like, and I mean a romance friend, a romance friend, yeah? And she decided to send him a taxidermy that she had done. And it was of a badger. And I saw this and I was like, no. <laughs> this is where you end communication. Because if you're out here doing taxidermy of badgers, firstly, where'd you find that badger? Because badgers are not, like people have dogs and cats in, especially, like, I'm speaking from an English perspective, but I'm speaking from generally a world perspective. Some places in the world, they have snakes, Komodo dragons, geese as pets. In the UK, if I see any of that, and that's you, I'm not talking to you, I'm not engaging. However, right, where do you find a badger to taxidermy? I don't even know if that's the right way of saying that, but yeah, that's if that was me, I don't care if it's Valentine's Day, I don't care what it is. The conversation of that flow is over, zero, finished, goodbye. So I wanted to respond to that, that was it. So we've seen that this week, I saw that myself. You know what I mean? I, saw, I even saw the picture, I was mad. But there's other things that have gone around which are not music related that we're gonna to touch on a bit as well. So we saw the Gorilla Glue challenge that's gone around now and I don't know what one for anyone who's trying to do that. Like, firstly, the woman who started this, well, it shouldn't even be a challenge. It should just be an L and it's a centralized L for one person. I don't know why other people have now decided to get involved in this challenge and move mad with it, but it's, a scare, it's scary. It's scary because she had to get her hair surg surgically removed off and go bold for a bit. I'm sure it'll grow back. I'm sure she'll be fine. But it was an L to spray Gorilla Glue in the first place. Duct tape, Gorilla Glue, all that stuff. It's a madness. It's not to be messed with with hair. It ain't Pantene VO5. It ain't that. You can't do it. Listen, rant over i'm spending too much time on something that's not even music related but one thing i want to talk about straight away point number one topic number one of this week is the weekend's super bowl performance last sunday through monday because it obviously happened at like 1 30 a.m here in the uk and it was obviously it was still technically sunday in america but i'm based on our time really and truly i ain't gonna lie to you guys but one thing that i was i was watching his performance because I'll be real, I didn't watch the actual Super Bowl itself. I just watched the halftime show. And as soon as the fireworks went off as he, as he finished, I was off. I switched my TV off, I went to bed. It was like 1.45, 2 a.m. I'm like, no, I'm not staying up till 3 a.m. I'll find out who wins on BBC Sport or other sporting things tomorrow. Simple as that. But the performance as a whole, I think last year was J-Lo and Shakira, or it might have been, that might have been 2019. I'm not 100% sure, right? I think it was 2020, that one. And that had a lot of energy and vivaciousness about it. Whereas I feel like the weekend's one was very lackluster. I felt a bit, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I don't want to say disappointing, but it didn't hit, it didn't hit for me. And you know that part where he was in the cube and it was moving around and stuff. At one point, I thought we were going to get the maddest 3D nostril shot of life. I was thinking, right, how far or close is this camera going to be going to man's face? Like clearly this box ain't that big. I think some of the choreography was amazing. Like I do I like like that. And when you think about the song, I can't feel my face. Yeah. Obviously, 
for most people, they know what that song's about. And it ain't just saying, oh, I can't feel my face. It's so cold outside. What am I like? No, it's not that, innit? It's definitely not that. It's down to other things, yeah? Watch the narcos. Watch them things there. It kind of links somehow. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say, innit? I ain't trying to say it, but you know what I'm trying to say. The fact that, obviously, this After Hours tape was all about, you know, the whole car crash and that kind of aspect and concept that the weekend's really been pushing through with this campaign which is still ongoing even though the album came out almost a year ago like i can't feel my face with everyone who has bandages on it added a different concept and a different element to it and i really enjoyed that i enjoyed that concept there was an observation that my friend and i had kind of spoken about early on in the week and we we're like yeah right that's kind of it's kind of cool like he's added a bit of life into certain songs of the past and you know when the hills comes on it automatically slaps but as a whole Super Bowl performance was decent, but I feel like The Weeknd isn't that type of guy for those performances. I feel like he's better in a stadium where everything's more centralised and you can really feel the vibe. In that open space in a stadium, I feel like we were just... Maybe because I'm watching it from thousands of miles away on TV and I was tired, it didn't hit for me. But at the same time, I do think that I'd, I'd rather see maybe like a Drake or someone else do the Super Bowl than the weekend. However, it wasn't a terrible performance. I just think it just lacked a bit of energy. It lacked something. I, it, it lacked a bit of the je ne sais quoi, as they say. You know, I don't know what. That's what it means, but that's what it lacked a little bit for me. So, that was that. That's the weekend. That's the Super Bowl. That's all of that stuff that's been going on last week. Now, let's talk about something that has been rumbling for four years for me. Right, and it's gonna, you're probably thinking, what am I talking about? Like, I started, well, I didn't start it, but I spoke about a topic in 2016, yeah? It was about Gucci Mane being a clone. Because when he came out of jail, obviously he lost a lot of weight, he looked like a completely different person. And I spoke about, and I think it's on YouTube, so you can watch that, is Gucci Mane a clone? Because people started talking about it, you know, conspiracies that people get on Twitter and all this stuff, and sometimes on YouTube as well, but mostly Twitter. And um, it, yeah, it got a little bit of traction that video that particular video and it kind of was it was it was dormant it was very very dormant i have to get my phone for this i gotta read out the exact thing that i saw that's been going on and then over the last like i'd say six months yeah that video that was on i don't know 200 views 300 views i'm there now and this video as of this recording and as of this show a podcast i'm telling you has got 10,000 views and there's a bunch of people on there talking about Gucci Mane actually being a clone. And this is what triggered me, yeah? And I had to bring this up on the show right about now because someone decided to come out and say, so I, I saw this comment. Someone said, this is 10 months ago now, yeah? So it's still still in that bracket. I think they killed the real Gucci in the KCR. I think that must be his wife. Uh, oh no, oh no, this is, I think they killed the real Gucci and KCR no more than what she'll tell. I was like, cool. We gotta leave this conspiracy behind. This is ages ago. I thought I had to come out and say something because I'm tired of the comments on this and it was ruining the page of my comment section that I see in it. So I was like, nah, cool. Eventually, now this is three days ago. That's why I bring it up. And this is a guy called Toastbud on YouTube saying, now it's back with Kodak Black. You must feel stupid. Now my response to that is no, I don't. I, have, I really don't feel stupid at all. But the whole point of topic number two is Kodak Black being a clone. Why? Why, people? Why? Why? Again, Kodak Black lost a lot of weight. And there's a video where he's kind of staring at somebody and he does look a little bit different. But when you lose a lot of weight, you look different. You know what I mean? Like, 
And you can clearly see that's still Kodak. But this whole clone stuff, going around again, moving mad. I'm just like, guys, we need to chill now, yeah? Like, Kodak Black is not a clone. I, I, I Listen, I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh my God, if I get proven wrong, I feel like even more like an idiot. No, I don't care. But Kodak Black is not a clone, yeah? People want to do these conspiracy theories too much. Relax, relax, yeah? Relax, please, because... Like, I don't understand who starts this and then people run with it. And when I tell you on that video of the Gucci Mane one, there's been so many people saying he is a clone, other people laughing, the fact that, he, oh, you think he's a clone, ha ha ha. I'm like, why are you man debating? But the first thing that's four years ago, Kodak Black, that situation and instance is not, he's not a clone. That's all I'm gonna say on that, but I'm keeping this one short and sweet. My guy is not a clone. Relax, people. Calm down. Now, the final thing we're gonna talk about this week on the Miles Bukowski, what a week part of the podcast. It's something that happened pretty recently, within the last 48 hours of this podcast recording, right? And that is down to 6ix9ine and Meat Mill beefing, doing their madness. Now, this is in a club, and apparently Meat Mill saw 6ix9ine, and Meat Mill spat at 6ix9ine, and 6ix9ine disappeared, went off to wherever. You know what I mean? When everyone's dead, just disappeared. Now, firstly, before I even get to the other part of the story is, it's corona time. Why are you spitting on people? This is not a thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't care what code, whatever that is, do not spit on people. I don't care if there was no corona out. Do not spit on people. Yes, you might not like him. Yes, you might call him a rat, etc. etc. But you can't spit on people. That's 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 disgusting. And for 6ix9ine's sake, I hope, yeah, that, that none of that even touched him. I hope none of that spit, saliva, them things there touched him at all, because that's disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. I did not appreciate that anyway long story short meat mills going in his car now keeping it moving from the club and 6ix9ine apparently is pulling up on him with uh, meat mills calling it police and stuff and trying to shout at him and he's there swear words and stuff going around and it's back and forth meat mill came out and said 6ix9ine's lucky you didn't get smoked tonight and all the rappers were jumping on meat mill side and laughing 6ix9ine was saying a bunch of stuff and you know what's making is making me think when i was when i was watching the videos that i saw on instagram and Twitter and stuff and I was thinking to myself 6ix9ine yeah pretty much coming off one of the worst like releases of his career and I'm, I'm looking at it from just the music perspective everyone knows yeah man snitch man could have got 47 years he came out in like two he came out dropped goober did well but then the rest of the music was trash terrible but I don't think 6ix9ine if we're just talking about music is a bad artist there are plenty of 30, and I say that in air quotes, 30 rappers that are worse than 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine's actually not that bad. He's actually not a bad rapper at all. The difference is, is he's going to fall in this kind of trend of using controversy to sell and it's just not going to work for him because the, the industry is not on his side as it is. People do not care about 6ix9ine as a whole. There will be people that will listen to his music and don't get me wrong, every time he drops a video, it'll probably start getting millions of views. Like how, I think it was Goober broke like an internet or YouTube record. Cool. He did get a, like a top, that was a top billboard song as well, from what I believe as well. So when we look at that, yeah, he's going to do numbers, but the whole industry is not on your side. And when you use controversy to sell, you basically become one of these Instagram rappers that get millions of likes there, but can't even get any good enough streams. We saw that his last album, I think it was called Telltales. I think it was that one. Didn't even do well, didn't stream well. And that's the problem. Like 6ix9ine is doing everything, in my opinion, the wrong way. I feel like if he went away, 
and was just dropping bangers after bangers after bangers, which I don't think, I think he's, actually, no, let me think. I think he's capable of doing that. I just think that, like, I don't know if they'll be consistent because that run that he went on when he first came out with Gummo and I think it's Kuda and all those songs, when he was like seven for seven on the billboard, that was crazy because each one was a hit. Some of them sounded the same, I'm not gonna lie, but they were hits. He's not make, he's making it easy for people to hate him and dismiss him because of these YouTube antics, because of what he was doing with him and Lil Durk at the end of last year when he was laughing about the whole King Von situation. 6ix9ine is in a position right now where if he doesn't drop a good single or a good something, he won't bounce back. And eventually people will be, oh, 6ix9ine, that done. I remember him. Yeah, cool. And life would have moved on. And he's got money and he's got racks and he's probably saved up a lot of that money right now. Do you know what I mean? And he's still can't really move around too much like that anyway. So, you know, he's, if he's not, if he's being wise with his money, he'll be good for the rest of his life. However, if he really wants to continue this music thing, he really, really needs to sort it out because it's just looking like a big L for him right now. And when the whole industry is not on your side and you're out here trying to just do it for the fans, if the fans stop paying attention to you, who have you got? And that's my thoughts on that matter. Do you know what I mean? Who have you got if you lose everybody? You lose a dress. It's like when they say about like rugby, innit? Man, I say rugby. Like, I played rugby in like 10, 15 years. But if you lose the referee in rugby, you've lost the game. That's what they always say. Be nice to the ref. If you lose, if for a, for a football manager, you lose the dressing room, you've lost the, you've lost the team, you're getting sacked. With 6 9 he's lost the industry. If he loses the fans through just nonsense and then not good enough music to back up why people should rate him, 6 9 is going to be no more. I can't lie to you. But that is the main topics I wanted to talk about this week. You know, that was kind of my breakdown of things I saw. It was a bit of a quiet week. It wasn't as manic or crazy. I'm probably sure I missed a few things as well. So make sure you get at me on my socials. But what I did want to say is honorable mentions. Slow Tide dropped his album. And obviously, it's been a year since the whole enemy incident and all that stuff going on. I did actually give Slow Tide's album a quick listen to. Pretty decent. I did enjoy that one quite a bit. So go and check. I think it's called Tyron. Or Tyron or Tyron. But I think it's Tyron because it's got no E at the end. So I'll call it Tyron. But I might be wrong on that. And uh, yeah, decent. He was on Jimmy Fallon as well performing. I think it was the song Cancelled uh, with Skepta. So that happened. And then an album which a lot of people are sleeping on is Jevon's album. And let me get the actual name up right now so I get it directly. Because if I'm going to plug it, I'm going to have to give it the correct name. But it's basically a Brazilian-themed album, right, based on Jevon's Brazilian heritage. And it is called, when my phone is moving, there we go, that's moving bad. Fell in love with Brazil. Now, I gave this one a listen to when I was doing my little weekly shopping and that today. And it's a very, very solid vibe. Like, you got something like Cashmere Tears from Koji Radical that came out September 2019. Um, you put that on, it's about half an hour, 35 minutes. You let it play from front to back. You're going to have a vibe, whatever you're doing. This album fits the same theme, but gives you a little Brazilian vibes. You've got a bit of rapping in there from Jevon. You've got some singing in there. You've got like one of the songs, I think it's called Ghetto Cinderella, has got a very, very old school vibe, like an old school 90s R&B vibe to it. And it's a very, very clean album. So I think I'm going to start like plugging some songs that I think or or albums or EPs that I think are very underrated at the end of each episode of What A Week on the podcast from the last seven days. But I thought I'd give you those to, to go and digest if you haven't listened to them already. But that is it. That is another episode of What A Week on the Miles Mikulski podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Obviously, we spoke about quite a few things and we broke down quite a few things again. But if you want to keep up to date with all the stuff I'm going to be doing and releasing and the future episodes that are going to come out, Make sure you follow me at my socials, at Miles Mikulski. Subscribe to my YouTube. I drop weekly mixes on Mixcloud. We do it a lot, yeah? We do it a lot. So make sure you keep, keep join, come join, just come join the adventure. Come join the ride, innit? But yeah, 
Weekend Super Bowl performance. Kodak Black is not a clone, fam. It's not a clone. Stop that. And 6ix9ine, Meat Mill, and obviously the albums that came out. But yeah, I'm off. I'm off. I'm going to keep it moving. I'll catch you guys next week for another episode of What A Week on the Miles Bukowski podcast. I was your host, Miles, and I'll see you then. Well, I'll see you then. Wow, wow. Can I get the words up, please? You know what I mean? Let me get my English shorter for next week and I got you guys. Anyway, in a bit. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.